Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Sing it, sister. You know me. Welcome to Almost 30, baby. (laughs) Don't I sing around the house all the time? All the time. She is Whitney Houston, y'all. I am Whitney. (laughs) What's the song I was like singing the other day? It was like, they're always so random. But the one thing that I always say that's so weird is from Charlie Brown Christmas. And in Charlie Brown Christmas, he was so sad because he only got one line of Charlie Brown Christmas and it was Hark. And I always just walk around and I'm like, Hark. I don't know why. That's like, I'm always like, Hark. It's like a no clearing idea. word. It is, truly. People don't recognize, but it's alchemy. It's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah. This, I mean, Anytime you know. I need to break shit up, it's like, it's usually with sound. Yes. It's moaning. It's sighing. It's like singing, just moving that energy. Baby, mm-hmm. growling. You guys feel us on this? Yeah, Come on, you guys know head. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. I'll scream in the car or I'll make noises in the car. That's oh, when I'm God. really a freak. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't get that as much because I'm not driving as much. Yeah. I just do it home alone. Yeah, because you got to have like a close space. But I like in the car because it's loud, it's noisy. There's so much traffic so people can't. And then I can open the windows and the energy will will come out. Mm-hmm. What a nice recommendation. Yeah. Scream in your car. <laughs> Scream your head off in your car or make a crazy noise in your car. Welcome to the show. Y'all don't need to be 30 to listen. It's just what it is. It's what we were thinking when we started. We had a bunch of lists of names seven years ago when we started this thing and almost 30 stuck and almost 30 is what it is and almost 30 is the best. And we're grateful that you're here. It never gets past us that you choose to listen to almost 30 every single week over the past years and that you've been such a big part of our lives. We have over 600 episodes in our library, spirituality, health and wellness, career, entrepreneurship, interviews with people like Amanda included in that library. And we like to have a fun, light approach to everything. We want it to be super digestible, conversational, but also we want it to have impact. Yeah. I feel like if there's one little nugget you take from episodes, that is enough. We started this during our Saturn return in our like almost 30 era. So if you're someone who's listening in your almost 30 era, or maybe you're looking back on it being like, oh my God, okay, that was intense. We just hope these episodes support you in that and just remind you that you're not alone and remind you, yeah, that it's a really purposeful time. We got you. One of the things we wanted to touch on, Krista and I are kind of cuckoo crazy about our spaces yeah. I think in different ways you you and started that trend you were crazy first yeah I think what we've realized is like just there is such a power in curating your space in constantly refining a space to match your own energy what you need maybe you need a total clearing maybe you need a purge maybe you need whatever and also as like a space which I know you've talked about that really shows you what's going on internally. It's such a mirror. I feel that too. 
So we just wanted to share with you kind of like <laughs> how we've really revamped our spaces and why and why it's important. And it's really good to think about like a spatial edit because it's something that you can do in an actionable way. And it's something that doesn't require you to buy anything. You can, of course, like there can be that element, but you can also really clear and release and let go and donate. And I think that's going to be the biggest part of the process is really the letting go of everything. Because once you let go, then it can really crystallize if you actually do need anything. And it feels so good to just donate and get rid of things and make your space more clear, make it more free, make it more you. And for so long, I think when I moved into this, the new space, I was transitioning out of an old relationship. And I also was just had little belief that I was worthy of investing in the space of my bedroom, I guess. Like I wanted my space to be good, but I don't know what it was. There was something for me where I didn't think it was possible. Or I also was afraid to put roots down. I had been thinking about moving to Malibu. I'd been thinking about moving to Austin. And I had these ideas of where I wanted to be and where I wanted to live that were not where I was. And when I eventually like committed to being where I was and no matter where I am committing to making it beautiful, that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to really invest in my space and making it really nice and making it feel really good and making it feel really me and making it feel really up leveled. And yeah, for me, that does require money, but it could also be something where you're rearranging things or you're, you know, letting go or you're just like sprucing things up. So it doesn't need to be that. But it's so powerful to love where you live and to love coming home and to love being in your space. I didn't realize how much it would support my mental health, my emotional health. It makes me more creative. It makes me want to be home. And it makes me proud. For my 20s, it was like only focus on external, like how I look, what clothes I was wearing, what brands I was wearing, like how I looked. And I didn't really care about my space. So I was like, my space can look whatever. No one's going to see it unless they're coming home with me. It doesn't even matter. And now I'm like, no, like all of my life deserves to be beautiful and all of my life deserves to be intentional. And so it's really just the invitation for you. If you're looking for inspiration right now or you're looking for something to do to support your life, that really up-leveling your space is a really good start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so affected by my environment. And I think especially the like organization and aesthetics of an environment. And it's less about having nice things. I think for me... Having enough blank space, having enough comfort and warmth and beauty in a space. And then also I've realized just in like living with another person because I lived by myself for so long, kind of creating a space that also reflects your relationship. So there are elements to the space now where, you know, whether it's art that we both picked out or it's photos of us, like I didn't have like photos of my life that much. I'd like choose like cheesy art from like TJ Maxx. You know what I'm saying? It would just kind of be more about the aesthetic. And then now I'm kind of bringing in a bit of sentimental value to the space to make it beautiful on a deeper level that I've really loved. For example, in the baby's room, we created this gallery wall of both photos from our wedding photos of our families, just different generations of our families, and then one of his sonograms and like a piece of paper that Sean wrote on that he was going to marry me two years before he proposed. Like just these like elements that for me 
it was so much about the energy that kind of built up to create this being and having that in the space and what that meant. So I haven't always been like that, but I've just noticed that that actually adds an energy to this space that I really love. And it makes me like walk into a room and like, yeah, just smile and feel not only the beauty, but like kind of the depth of the space and the time and energy that I put into it. But I think your point about just being worthy of being in a beautiful space is something that I don't know if people are thinking about as much. And I think it's a good just point of reflection because I think what that translates to is a worthiness in other areas of life, you know, that we could look at. And again, this doesn't have to be like major investment, but to take time I think maybe an excuse would be like, well, I don't have time. Like my life is so busy. Everything's crazy. You don't realize the time that it creates when you have a space that is organized, that is beautiful, that is clean, that is clear. You don't know what opens up when you actually kind of pour into something that you've been avoiding. So I'm constantly fascinated by how my space affects me and how I can kind of tinker with the energy mm -hmm. to dig into. And you can do it with your family. You can do it with your roommates. You can do it with whoever you live with. It can be something that you're doing as a group activity. And again, you can donate things. You know, I donate my makeup to the Women's Shelter. Salvation Army is really good. Goodwill, Habitat for Humanity. There's a place called Out of the Closet here in Los Angeles. There's so many places that you can give the things that you don't really care about, a new home and a new opportunity, and just be more mindful of your space in your life because from a brain science perspective, your brain is processing your space. It is processing everything that it's seeing. So when it does have things that don't feel like they belong, that don't feel like the version of you that you want to be, when they don't feel like they make you feel good, maybe it's a bad memory, maybe you have a bad memory attached to something, your brain is subconsciously processing that. So being able to really give yourself more freedom within your mind to have everything around you feel good and look good helps you be more productive, helps you be less anxious, helps you be um, more creative and helps you just be more in the present moment because you're not always being brought back to old memories or old situations by looking at old stuff. A lot of this can also be found in the life edit program that I have and then the spatial edit. So the spatial edit is specific to your home. It's an edit of your home energetically and physically that you can do. And all of this is at almost30.com slash life edit, just to find more information about that. But really, it's just the inspiration that you need, you know, in the thought about your space as a whole going into the new year. And we're really excited to be with you again. We're excited to have the opportunity to bring some of the best guests, the most unique conversations. That's what I will say is that through the years, we've really noticed that most of the guests that we bring on say things that they've never said before on any other podcast or show. They feel differently on our show than they do other places. And we really want to bring a different angle and perspective to you every time we bring someone on, something you've never heard before. So we're excited to continue to do that. Speaking of guests who I feel like, you know, we got a unique perspective on, I think she is someone who is just a master commentator on all things pop culture and celebrities and Hollywood. And so we hear her take on things. So to kind of flip the mic on her was really fun. We have Amanda Hirsch on the podcast. Probably follow her at Not Skinny But Not Fat. She also has a podcast of the same name. And yeah, it was so fun to sit down with her in New York. Yeah, I like talking about manifestation, her views of manifestation, and really how she's created this life that she loves based on her passion. 
And I feel like so many people in our audience and community have a passion or a vision for their life, or they have dreams and goals that they want to reach, especially as we enter the new year. And for her to go through kind of the windy career path that she had, that in the end eventually made sense because she stuck to what was true for her and what was meaningful for her is super inspiring. So I think it's going to be a story that you guys really enjoy. And I know you all love talking about people's manifestation processes through the years of being on the show. And then we just talk some fun girl talk. So this is going to be a light one, a fun one that I think you guys will really enjoy. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. We appreciate you coming to the studio. And if you want to learn more about Almost 30, please visit almost30.com. We have courses and programs like the Life Edit that we mentioned. We also have the Sacredness of Being Single, which is my signature program for those moving through their single season and just wanting to feel more confident, secure, and themselves. And we also have our podcast pro program. So for those of you out there who are budding podcasters, or maybe you're thinking about starting a show, we have programs to support you both in the ideation phase and launching phase and in the growth and monetization phases. So we're excited to support you there. Yeah, we got you. We love you very, very much. We will see you on the other side. Enjoy this one. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh, so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy, Okay, and it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. Overnight, you can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti aging body balm. Yeah. I mean, hello, silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code A30POD, A30POD for 10% off. Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. 
I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I remember when I got my lips on for the first time years ago and I had yeah. a wedding where my parents were going. Yeah. And I, I remember this, that wedding. I have this like weird thing where I think people don't notice if I've done anything. Same. And so like I went to this wedding and then my dad was just fucking shocked yeah. and like whispered to my mom because he would never say it to me. He's And I had like overlined lips mm -hmm. in addition. And I mean, looking back at photos, it is Wild. out of control. And my mom's just like, so your father's really concerned. And I was like, I should like be better about yes. knowing that people do, do notice. notice. I yeah. remember I got my lips done when I was 26. I was living here and I got them done on the Upper East Side by this amazing woman. I wish I could remember her name. No one was really doing it back then because it was like 10 years ago now at this point, a little bit less. And I came home and I was like, <laughs> and my husband at the time was like, what, what, what's going on? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I know you did something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, again, I thought like I could get away with yeah. it. That's so funny. Such and I was like, it was doctor or something on the Upper East Side. And it was massive. They were massive when I first got them because it was just when Kylie was starting to like oh, yeah. really fill in. Thank God. I I'm the opposite. I, I have are your lips paranoia. natural? Yeah. You have beautiful Thank you. lips. Thank you so much. That's a wow, major zoom flex. In. I so know. Beautiful. Have, were they like that when you were little? They were like that. I don't know. Oh, but like my son, I feel like is oh. my way to be like, I swear. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. See? Yes. But I, yes, you know what? Because I remember when I was like 12 and 
you know, boys would be like dick sucking lips. Yep. And I hated it back yeah. then. Like you weren't uh-huh. happy to have like yeah. big yeah. lips. A hundred percent. Well, when you're younger, like nothing. You want everything small. Like yeah. I want my boobs. Yeah. I want no boobs. I want no ass. I want no lips. I want like no. I feel know. like you want what you can't have. Yeah. Because I remember all of us wanted tits we wanted ass you wanted what you didn't have you wanted I, your period if you didn't get yes. it and like <laughs> I, so had, I was that girl with the boobs with the period first wow with the with the, whatever like I was a full-grown like hottie at 12 wow. and then you have dads looking at you and that ain't I was into it though I think no not the dads <laughs> not the dads not the, the brother like like 20 yeah you know oh same like I was there I was ready to be like felt up I was ready for it <laughs> at 12 that's why when I have like when I see other 12 year today that are like either you have the get ready with me 12 year olds. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you also have the like baby 12 year olds. Yeah. Like, damn, I was literally being I was like French kissing. Mm-hmm. My friend who's a teacher, I was with her last night. She teaches fifth graders. So they're like 11 or 12. Yeah. And she was showing me pictures of them. And I was like, why are they all like James Charles, like makeup artists? No. They all had like full face like oh, glitter God. eyeshadow like euphoria looks they looked like full-blown adults no that's oh. literally wild isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah i would probably not want that yeah she's like half of them are like this and then half of them are like little kids yeah i wonder if like the bullying piece is worse than ever because of that like chasm between yes yeah like people who are kind of more obsessed or allowed to be online yeah. or yes. i don't know i remember my mom didn't allow me like to wear high heels oh, like yeah until i was like older yeah yeah that makes sense i mean i look back at it like that's fine yeah that was a choice but it was like life ending yeah Yeah, (laughs) like everyone's wearing these like clunky Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not but meanwhile like i was wearing literally a a bra for a shirt so like she she made her choice she made every mom were you always confident yeah really yeah Mm. even when i was disgusting when when was that i think well no i wasn't disgusting but i was like i said my friends were skinny, no boobs, and I always had like a body. Like I had a butt. I had like I was curvy, I would call it. And even then I was like, and what do you mean even then? Now it's different, right? It's like good to be curvy. Back then you don't feel that when you're 12. Not like, for much longer though. Yeah. Now that Jose right. gets back right. in, I'm like that trend is. <laughs> right. So, so, and then even in college, like gaining the freshman fucking 40, I like look at videos and I'm like, damn, like I was so confident. Mm-hmm. And I feel like today I'm less confident even than I was at times where like I was much heavier or was going through weird hair phases or didn't know how to do my makeup as well, even though I don't still not, don't know how to do it. But I just feel like your confidence doesn't always match like where your physical, yeah. you know, attractiveness is. Why do you it's think like it's a changed? Mind thing. I don't know. I completely agree. I w- I'm not going to be like social media. I know. I was about I know, to say you want me to say that. But you no, because like, I don't follow mo- I don't fucking yeah. follow that shit, you yeah. know? But like, I'm like- not watching things on social media being like, I'm so- I get jealous of like weird things on social media. Like, like what? oh, they're eating really yummy food and I'm <laughs> home right now. I have nothing to eat, you know? Like, I, I don't- love that bathroom <laughs> backsplash. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, my kitchen is so ugly to film food tutorials <laughs> yeah. in, you know, that I don't make. But, Literally, I told my husband that day, I was like, I know this is going to sound really fucking basic. He's used to it. But I'm like, you know, we live in a New York City apartment. It's three bedrooms, but it's like, it's not like pretty things. You know, like the people are like, you have boob lamps. Boob. They call them boob. I know what you mean. The little pendants that like have the thing on it. And they're like, change them. I'm like, I'm fucking buying chandeliers in this (laughs) New York City rental. Are you okay? But since I've been told that. 
that's all I notice is wow. my boob lamp in the background of my videos. See, these are the things I get insecure. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It's Literally like that. if our brain, you know, we I can remember something that RJ Winkler said to me when I was in fourth grade. That was mean. Like, think about how much social media access you have to people's feedback. Yeah. Like, of course, that's whether it makes you insecure or not. It's just going to affect you and yeah. be like, oh, wow, those are boob lamps or oh, wow, there is that thing because people pick out stuff that you might not have ever seen yeah and just like if our brain is sorting information the access to so much more information where like before if i didn't see any other apartment i'd be like my apartment is the nicest apartment in the whole world but then when you can see architectural digest videos of people that are like 20 and have this amazing space of course you're going to be like yeah it's just not as good yeah it's like more realistic or or what i think that like what i do and like my space is not really about me as much. Yeah. And I feel like even on the way here, I was thinking about it because, because like yesterday was a day where let's say I posted a lot about me, right? Or in this morning. So then I was like, wow. And I was feeling a little bit like, you know, when you feel like just an overabundance of you. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm like, how do influencers feel that it's just them? Like I talk about other people. I would say it's like a, you know, even like a 60, 40, like 60 celebs and entertainment pop culture and then like 40 me on days less. And I can be sick for a day and not post me at all. And I'm like, I have that balance, which yeah. for me is amazing. And, and it's kind of what I went into from the beginning. I was never into just like, this is me. And I was like, wow, for influencers and I don't know what to call them, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. people on the internet that are, you know, have followers and whatever. Where they, it's always about them. Yeah. Then I'm like, wow, that's the, that pressure is, is real because like you have to do you all the time and you're probably, I would be fucking sick of myself. Cause when I do me, <laughs> when I'm like, what glasses should I buy? Like did that yesterday, did it again today. I was like, enough with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough with me. And if I had to do hauls every day of like, you know, yeah, dude. help me pick what to wear. I'm just really happy. Just take a moment to like be thankful that like yes. the path that I chose mm-hmm. doesn't have to do mm-hmm. just with me because mm-hmm. I would be it's just not so hinging horrible. on like exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. also like... goes with what we we're talking about before is like it's also not based on like what I look like. So I'm sure that girls mm-hmm. that it's all about like them wearing different things or posing in bikinis or posing in this or whatever or models or whatever can get more things about the way they look. But I feel like unless I'll search the interwebs for mean things about me, I'm not going to get that because it's not really what it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's huge. I just, I know I feel for people that are so like looks first because then it's, I don't know, like that pressure to maintain that. And sometimes it's filtered, sometimes it's edited and it's not even really you. is so exhausting. But I'll feel that a lot where I'm like, we need to pump my face yeah we need to stuff. we need to like sh- you know just, show some views yeah uh-huh. show some 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 travel yeah yeah just something yeah, yeah. So show a dinner like show something <laughs> yeah something yeah. else because yeah. it's, it's interesting because it's it is you like you're showing you but you're showing you're not to be like curated you're showing the version of you that you think people want to see yeah so it's not just like you living it's like you living for other people yeah so it's always got some sort of lens or perception on stuff and I just wouldn't have the mental fortitude or energy to share everything about my life because I feel like everything, I've not like I'm like everything I have to share has meaning, but I just, I don't have the confidence to be like, here's my breakfast. Do you guys care? Yeah. 
even yesterday I was the day that I was posting a lot. I was not complaining. Say I want to stop. But I I was explaining how I was feeling with like my God. And, my God, and, and I was like, sorry to be complaining. And like, I know it's going. And then I was like, hold up. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, I've been going through like health stuff for like yeah. a year and I haven't been complaining. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And it was important to me to fix my own like thought process about yeah. it. But also say out loud, like, I'm not complaining. I'm not like whining. It's okay to be like, this is how I'm feeling. And it feels weird to your point. Like it feels weird to say it and explain because you're like, wow, this is, I wish I was more mysterious than this. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a big part of like what's happening. And I sometimes fill them in and they don't know the whole story. And it's so weird. It's like, no, you need to know the whole story to get it. Yeah. But anyway. I, I think you do such a good job of balancing, and I think that's why you're so magnetic, you know? And I think that's why people are, especially celebrities, like, very, from an as an outsider, like, very disarmed by you, mm. you know, and just feel really comfortable because you're just willing to, you know, you don't share everything, but when you do share, it's not super curated. It's just very you in the moment. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of celebrities probably feel like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? on the celebrity piece in Hollywood and pop culture, like where did that fascination come from? And also I feel like you're, it's so natural. I can imagine like you might be doing this anyway, talking anyway. to your friends. Oh yeah. my God. That's it's not something how. that like you do because it's work. It's yeah. like, this is a natural observational talent and comedic talent. Yeah. It's weird. I was just saying this somewhere and I was like, you know, when you say something you mean so much, it's like, you know, my obsession with like celebrities and pop culture and movies and like just watching yeah. shows and learning about it and actors and what they're up to. It's like I was into this since, you know, like I used to go with my mom to the supermarket and magazine stands were like, buy. So I don't know why she wouldn't buy them for me looking back because I'm like, <laughs> wait, I always have to get yelled at by the cashiers being like, you can't take that. And I'm like, I'm just walking around with that. I like walk around with it, read about like, Jennifer Aniston being pregnant with like triplets Mm -hmm. and it was all lies back then too which is funny but I loved reading about celebrities and that's when it was just like magazines and then it became like blogs like Mm -hmm. inner like I had to go every day to like judgejared.com or or whatever it was I wasn't you know what I had good intuition about that I wasn't into it then I didn't (laughs) like the drawings they like he scared you. <laughs> it threw me off. Totally. The, like, circles and the horns. I was yeah, like, I just the want the plain were... picture. Mm-hmm. The pe- like, I, it w- was about that. I wasn't smart enough to know he was being mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I just wanted the straight up, like, where were they? Yeah. What were they doing? Yeah. Kind of, like, really stalkerish like... shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking draw white on Brad Pitt's yeah. head. I need to see him clearly. <laughs> so I was always into it. I remember wanting to explore, like, everything about that world, whether it was trying to be an actress, wanting to be an actress, fucking being the camera woman or the producer. Like, I didn't know. I just knew I needed to be in the entertainment world in some way. And from the youngest age, I was just throwing darts. So they today they call that, like, manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just, then it was, like, when I was 12, I signed up for, like, a yeah, acting course. When I was in college, I minored in theater. Like, I always kept it, like, on the back burner of, like, God's watching. He knows I'm kind of trying. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... I was never, and I say this, like, sleep in my car, starving to for my dream. My mom was always about having a degree, and, like, mm-hmm. I did the internships and marketing and whatever I studied. 
But on the back burner, I was like, I'm still going to try. It was like sending headshots to agencies. Looking back, I'm like, what were we? What? What? <laughs> Wait, like hey. unprompted? You asked about fucking, yeah. <laughs> unsolicited where they ask not to send unsolicited. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to You're like, but yeah, you haven't you. seen this one yet. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying about the confidence. I love what it. are you sending for what like Obsessed. runway like yeah. like yeah. what yeah. on to, and they say like no unsolicited I'm like got your address bitch like print out <laughs> on the shittiest fucking printer dude those Amen. mailers An ugly photo of me not even a professional so I was always like I'll try this I'll try that I'll try something to be trying and something will stick at the end of the day and that mindset was with me since a very very young age and that's why like the fact that that's major. this yeah. that this is what stuck and also the way that it started. And who knew then that like this would be a thing, right? Yes. But since I was young, it was like I would watch E! News and be like, I want to be Juliana Ranzak. I yeah. wanted to be everything that yeah. had to do. I didn't know if I wanted to be Juliana or who Juliana is interviewing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know. And that's why I tell people like it's okay. Like when did I start doing what I'm doing at 30 something? But today, yeah, it's like I'm very as lame as it sounds like just cognizant of like wow i can't believe that i get to do what i'm doing which was what i wanted to do that's crazy but i think yeah. the, the reason why what i perceive is like when you have the dream and you don't you always kind of fuel the fire a little bit mm -hmm. you always kind of foster it you're like okay i'm gonna send my headshots i'm gonna do this internship yeah. i'm gonna like always have the dream and you didn't like let your dream die yeah you know which mm -hmm. is so beautiful and i think so many people often will shame themselves for the dream they'll let the dream die they'll feel judged by it and they won't continue to foster it but to have that and just continue it even when people think it's insane is like the whole part of the process and the whole part of manifesting is really putting your bids out for the universe of like okay this is what i want and you're just adjusting but most people don't get it right the first time you're not going to be 24 and doing this i mean you we're could. Just talking, That's yeah. true. We were just talking about Emma a Chamberlain. Lot of people, yeah, literally. Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and they're lucky. But at 24, I was like, I don't know if you, the, I wouldn't have had the mental. Right. No, I'm strength. happy. Whatever is happening is at the age that totally. I am, because like I don't know what would have happened yeah. if yeah. I was younger and dumber. Yeah. And you know, you would be drawing the horns on them. <laughs> <laughs> You'd yeah. be Perez. Yeah. I'd be Perez. But yeah, I think that the age I'm really happy about 35 years old. I know it's important. Mm. I know it's not. Yeah. I don't get too like into the life. I'm very aware of like what that life is, what my real life is, yeah. how to separate them, how to come home from it. And so not sure I would have had that. I probably would have been like, but I want a mansion in Calabasas, yes. you know? Yes. And uh, why am I, you know, I'm not flying on You'd a private like, this jet. this is it. Yeah, this is this it. This is my chance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm way more like chilled out. Do you believe in manifestation? Do you manifest outside of this? I like call it, I don't think that I manifest. Mm -hmm. I think that I put things out there and believe that they can happen. And if that's what it's called, then yeah. Like I remember being when I started my podcast and had like one listen, you know, and it was like, who's your dream guest? I'd be like, I can't even say it. I can't even say it because it's not even going to happen ever. Okay, Kourtney Kardashian. But like, it's never going to happen. And I truly believe it's never going to happen. And that's just wild. She was actually my dream guest, like my dream guest, my number one. For sure. So I'm saying so that is putting something out there. But I didn't believe it was going to happen. And today I'm better about believing it's going to happen. But I think what I did believe was going to happen is like all those years working in like office jobs, just knowing, okay, 
Yeah. They're going to find me, you know. <laughs> They're going to happen. But not even that. Like, just knowing this isn't my place and, like, I'm going to get to the place where it is my place. And that's why I sucked at those jobs. Like, I literally was the worst employee at every office <laughs> job. Same. I was the fun one. I'd smoke cigs with you. I'd go out to lunch three times with every different <laughs> person. But I was never trying to make a career because I think I knew that it's just not going to be this. Like, I'm not going to be a manager. Uh, mm -hmm. so, and that's great if you are and you like that life. But like for me, was never I would never be able to put the passion and the passion wasn't there for anything. And for this, it's like I don't feel like it's a job because mm -hmm. like I'm so passionate about it. And like you said, I'd be doing it anyway. And that's actually how the pop culture piece started was that I would be like sending my sister all these pop culture updates like all day for my Instagram, even after I started. Because when I started, I was doing like memes. I'd send her. And then one day I was like, Wait, instead of sending Ariel, I'll like post it. Instead of airing this over to her, I'll post it, see if they care. And that's how that kind of started. It was just like instead of sending it to her, I post it. If you even ask my husband till this day, it's like, I'll see something. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, what happened? Like, he doesn't get yet that like my reactions are yeah. to these things. To tea. <laughs> yeah. To tea. Yes. <laughs> my reactions are he's to like, tea. He's like, Noah, it's okay. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's what happens. And I'm like, I can't believe that after like a thousand years, you're still not understanding. Yeah. It I know. Keeps it fresh. So he, he takes your job also, seriously. Like, he thinks, and also he thinks that like I'm deep, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, But I remember like my reaction to Courtney's haircut when she first got the bob. Like, I like He the was bob. alarmed. Like I screamed and yesterday there was something about Lizzo that came out. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. What so was I shocking that she like there's like allegations against her by sexual her sexual harassment yeah. and abuse. Yeah. Thing. Like weird non Lizzo things. And I was just like, <gasps> I kept, he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, no, something. And then he thinks if I say something that it's like about my job, like something happened, like I fucked up or and I'm like, no, not, not about me, about a celeb. Like I have to give him like, so he calms down. <laughs> Research from the Gottman Institute about relationships. Those are bids for connection when you have like an emotional response mm. and him actually taking you seriously and coming in Aww. and being responsive to that is actually like a really important indicator for a healthy relationship. Aww, I love that. And especially after so long to be like, what's going on? I know to be caring i know he is very caring. instead of like oh you know okay small daily actions <sighs> they just make a big difference and i just cannot emphasize this enough it creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect <laughs> so one begets the next really great positive small action but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day as the week goes on um and i'm just someone who very much believes in this whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic, and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, oh, I recommend seed 
their DSO-1 daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about Seeds? So Seeds patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door, to when you put it in your body, all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They are the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. So there's a lot of women listening that want to do something that feels more aligned to them, that feels more like they're calling. So what would advice would you either give to yourself in that corporate job where you're like just fucking sending it in or people that are in jobs right now that they don't feel like light them up or are aligned to? I always tell my sister too, it's like, or anyone taking a job or thinking about a job or being scared to do something in a job because they're scared to get fired. I always say like, you're not married like every job I went into, I wasn't like depressed that I'm doing it because I'm not doing something great. It was a means to an end at the time. And that's fine. It'll mm -hmm. take you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I was never like, I'm stuck in this. It was more like, <laughs> this isn't the end or all mm -hmm. be all. I know this isn't where I'm going to work for 25 years. It's where I'm working now. And while you're working at in that space, you can try to focus on the things that you want to do. And even if when I started what I'm doing, I was like, if this is a hobby, that's fine. Yeah. And I was working two jobs. I'm not saying like I was coal mining, but two <laughs> two separate jobs, right? While I was doing this for four years. So from 2016, when I started my account till 2020, I didn't make a dollar. Wow. Okay. Four years. That's ball. Four wow. years. Wow. And. I always said like something good will happen, whether it's money or it's a job. Even then I thought a job, I would send my Instagram to like Ali Daily or things that I thought were related to write for them. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it, by the way. Didn't get any of those things. Even <laughs> when I had like 100K, I'd be like, I have 100K followers and I am. And they didn't care. And it was wild to me. I was like, just let me fucking write a fucking test thingy. Yeah, what do they yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You're but, like, this um, is free work for you. Yeah, like, I don't understand. I was like, this could be used in a lot of different ways. And I tried that and it didn't and it didn't work in that way. But I think that I really believed that something good will come out of everything that I do. And I always believed that putting focus on what I want to do in some way, whether it turns out to be a hobby, like how many people work at a job, but they make cakes beautiful fucking the woman that makes Noah's birthday cake. She's amazing. It's not her full-time job, but that's mm -hmm. fine. She goes to work. She makes her money doing what she does. And then she does this thing which fulfills her, which makes her some money. So I think that you can always focus on what you kind of dream to do, think you're really good at on the side. I don't think you have to sleep in your car for every single thing. I think that putting some eggs in a basket and letting that be part of your life and then seeing where it goes. That's what I believe in. Yeah. I think there's so much stigma around, like even back in the day when I was like three bartending jobs and doing mm -hmm. this thing on the side in addition to like trying to make it in the acting world. 
Like I remember my friends just looking at me cross-eyed who had the corporate job, the Mm -hmm. linear path, the sure path. And I think that like still kind of stands today. It's so nice to have people like you who talk about that trajectory and normalize it or they see people kind of doing many things at once. But I still think there's a lot of shame for people Mm -hmm. around. So if I'm still doing, you know, a side gig, but then also this corporate job, but then also this other thing that it means you don't have it together yeah. and all of that. Because that question of what do you do, that used to kill me. Yeah. Like I hated that question because I felt like it didn't represent me too. And I think mm-hmm. I would say that because I'm so delusional and crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, there was a time in Israel You're I was Delulu. living. Delulu. Delulu. I do condone being delusional. So you support. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that's actually my mantra. Okay. To be delusional, mm-hmm. like sending in my headshots to supermodel or whatever I thought is like, you have to be a little bit delusional to think that something really crazy can happen and especially like if you want to be something you know in the arts or that's even right you're like how am I going to be a singer right how am I going to and it's like you have to be delusional enough to think that you could be you know the next Celine Dion or whatever because if you don't think you're going to be able to be one how are you going to be one if you don't think that you could be on TV or that you could be on a show like you have to really so I call it delusional because it's like yeah, a lot of things are like the one in, in a million kind of vibes, right? Mm-hmm. But like you have to believe you can be that one in a million. What did Gaga say? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> She's not my jam. 99 <laughs> people in a room, you only need one person to like believe in you. Right? It's not a lot of people, Gaga. She just should have said like 9 million. <laughs> yeah, because Bradley Cooper like believed in her for the role. Okay. When her work, that her work done in that movie was just too much for me. The face? Wait, yes, what do you mean? was frozen. Gaga in that. Oh, I think it was like frozen before. It's just she didn't have a lot of makeup on, so you kind of saw. Yeah, and the it was, was alarming brown, to so me. It, like wasn't she? Because she was supposed to look like natural there. I it get what alarming. you're saying. But I say like, be delusional, believe you can do it. You know, and what you were saying about the stigma of not having like, like I would be very honest. Like people would ask, "What do you do?" When I was working, I was working as a bookkeeper. Bookkeeper. I wasn't a bookkeeper. I just got this job somehow. I don't know. <laughs> and I was fun. I'd get asked, like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a bookkeeper, but it doesn't represent me. I remember saying it because it was like, how am I sitting here? Mm-hmm. This, like, amazing, mm-hmm. bubbly, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't seem to go together. So I had to explain and disclaim sometimes, like, it doesn't represent me. And I feel like that's for so many people. They feel like what they do doesn't represent them and they feel the need to disclaim it or, And that's fine if it doesn't represent you. I really believe in you'll either find what represents you. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, I really look at the positives of things. I know that if I worked an office job, I'd make sure that it was like super convenient. I had the hours that I liked, like that it was a nice office. I look at my sister, what she does, even if it's not the end all be all dream. I always look at like the positives of the environment. You're getting paid to do this. Like how fun is that for you? So, like, find the positives and kind of what you're doing, even if it's not your calling. And I really believe in doing things on the side as a hobby. I said a million times, even if I didn't start making money from it when I did or having it take off in some way, it would still be my passion. I would still put in the same, not the same amount of time, maybe, but the same passion for it and the same, like, I'm not watching a show for my followers, right? I'm not like it's not like I'm like I have to put in this quota I don't have to do anything like I'm doing it because I do it anyway yeah I was gonna ask do you feel that pressure and just kind of wrapping my head around how tapped in you are to pop culture and just that whole world what do the days look like it's like it sounds like it is a full ass 
job. Yeah, you but know, it's but not, I know. But part it's of very it like Mama never sleeps. Yeah, I remember I was on the plane. Like I was having this plane situation. I remember, oh, we got to the airport. Noah's like COVID test came out positive. It was like false positive. There was like craziness. And the interview with Kim Kardashian went up on Ellen where she's like telling Ellen about Pete's tattoos. Remember he got the yes. like my girl's a lawyer. Yes. Oh, yeah. The branding. Oh, and I remember like I was on the floor of the airport in Israel with a baby on my boob <laughs> trying to figure out like where we're sleeping tonight because they kicked us out of the airport because Noah's COVID test somehow got in the system. It was like this whole thing. I was like, how, like, this is so, this is huge. This is fucking huge right now. Mm -hmm. That was like, they were amazing. <laughs> and when those moments, it's like, I need to be posting about this. I need to be talking, not only yeah. consuming it, but posting it and talking about it. So there are those really extreme moments, right? But usually it's like, I would be right. wanting to be up to date anyway. And, but it's very like, I'm not working for E or, you know, mm -hmm. I cannot care about TikTok. I can choose that I don't fucking care what's happening on TikTok, right? And it's like my agents can tell me, but you should be on TikTok. And it's like, I don't want to be on TikTok. Yeah. I don't. That's a choice that I can make. And if people are like, you're late. This was all over TikTok, you know, four weeks ago. I'm like, great. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, so <laughs> I even say this place is like, I'm not TMZ. You don't come to my page to get the first scoop on all of Hollywood's news. Like, no. But if you like me, you can have my opinion on things that I like. And if not, then you don't have to follow me. It's really not. So that's not my thing. My thing is not to be the yeah. first. So I think that's why the pressure is off. I don't have the pressure of being the first. I don't have the pressure of liking everything that you like or watching everything that you watch. I can't. And I don't want to. I want to watch what I want to watch. And then I feel like I want to tell you all about my thoughts. But yeah, so the pressure is off when it comes to that, which is kind of nice. I'm just surprised yeah, with, no. with how big you are and how... Yeah much influence you have in that space where it's very refreshing to hear and I feel like my page my rules is like a nice yeah thing to keep you sane and also have it be sustainable yeah and if yeah. people come and they're like wait I thought this was just about culture why am I seeing your kid unfollow mm -hmm. you know or mm -hmm. be like really I don't like this is actually my space and some people stay for the you know family stuff and some people stay for the pop culture stuff and there are a lot of times where I'll, I'll I will get like post something first or know something but not all the time yeah and I also there are things I don't care I'm like I don't care about the D'Amelios yeah <laughs> yeah which like yeah. they're very nice by the way I'm but sure like I'm not angels. but I like Addison Wright you know so yeah. I'll be yeah, she is cute. I like her I just like her. I do too I love her little like country style I love her like body I know yes. that sounds like really predator I love her body yeah I love her little body I love her like I don't know I just like her vibe and she's actually she was on my podcast by the way she was like one of my first wow kind of like a big mm -hmm. And I dressed horribly that day my followers <laughs> know this I wore like red sweatpants but Gen Z loves sweatpants Okay. Gen Z's like all yeah. sweatpants. Oh, really? They're totally. like, they look like literal slobs. <laughs> right. Right. But no, cute. no. This wasn't a cool, yeah, like, cute. I'm wearing my own merch yeah. and a hoodie. This yeah. was like, no, there were red sweatpants with pleats. I don't know. Zara made them. And <laughs> then I wore like pointy black flats and a black polo. Don't ask. was really bad. But she, I don't know. When people were coming for my outfit a little bit, I was like, okay, but she doesn't look like podcast appropriate either. She was wearing like a corset smoky eyes and like <laughs> leather pants and I was like Addison it's like 
12 p.m. <laughs> I also remember being like, are you drunk? Like, I don't yeah. know if that was on the pod, but Night before. her whole thing was like, I wanted to be famous. And she said it. Wow. And I feel like people cringe so hard at that. And I am at fault sometimes for that, too. Like, if someone says that, I'm like, oh, but that's OK. I know. She yeah. felt like yeah. she was supposed to be famous. Yeah. When she was living in, like, Texas, apparently not from a very wealthy family and all this. But, like, that's she has that thing. And that I do. I do. D- yeah. That delusion. But I also yeah. think she has the star quality. Yeah. That's like, the thing is when people say it, when they're like, I want to be a star and they don't have that, you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, I know. But when they do, aka they're, yeah. like, pretty. or like, But it's not only pretty, but there's, like, magnetism. But how many magnetism. actors don't have the star quality? Like, does Anna Kendrick? Oh my gosh! I, I mean, mean, she is a wait. That's, that's a that good is, one. That's a really that's good one. No, but she's a polarizing one. People really don't like her. Did, did she have like a breakout something? She's a good singer. Yeah, she was on that singing show. Who's a celebrity oh. you would never interview? That you're like, no, boring. But you're so kind. Like you, you really don't this, talk shit. <laughs> oh really? I feel like you don't talk shit that much. I don't. This is not talking shit, but no. I just no. I don't think there's a celebrity I'd never interview. Hmm. I de- I even would interview people that I don't like to like them. Who do you not like? Well, like I don't not like her, but I've had thoughts about Emrata that are negative Same a little more. bit, and I would actually want to interview her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and maybe to like her. What I love the most is like when I do a podcast. And either my followers are like, I didn't know that person. Now I love them. Or I thought I didn't like them. And now I love them. Then I'm like, job's done. That's Mm -hmm. what I want out of my podcast. I'm not looking for the salacious things to come out. I will rarely push anyone for like tea. It's actually more about, even though like I love the tea. I'm like, tell me after. Tell me after. Mm -hmm. I'll literally say that. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't need to know. Tell me. And that's the other thing is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I do care. It's not. It's it's really like I know a lot of things that I just know and I can't say them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is about respect. Like I know a lot of people in the industry too. So if I used to be able to like post things like, for example, yesterday this reality famous person posted a story and deleted in two seconds where it looks like she's insinuating that a breakup happened that a lot of people have been speculating this breakup. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to post it. Because she's been on my podcast and I like her. And like three years ago, I would post it immediately, you know, but like the more you make connections and the more you like people like, and the more you're like thoughtful of their situation. If it gets on E! News or page six, which it could, because if I saw it, somebody else could have seen it, then I would like repost it. You know what I mean? But I'm not gonna expose people, especially if I like them. Just to get, you know, the hits or just to get the, the exclusive or, or something. So there's like a fine line in a lot of those things, especially like as you become bigger, you yes. know, and more people are watching. It's like I'm very kind of want to be aware of people. That's and- what I feel like would be harder for you. It's like the more you get older, especially when you become a mom and then just when you get bigger, it's harder to do what you were known for doing. Right. You know, like because you're like, oh, I'm known for just raw, unfiltered saying whatever and then it's like oh now people are listening and you're like i can't i I know them or like i'm kind you know what i mean you're kind of like if something keeps you nicer yeah like that's a positive thing yeah and i think like my thing was always snark and i'm still gonna snark yeah you know what i mean and i'm still gonna be able to be like a little saucy and things Mm -hmm. when have my opinions 
but I was never wanting to be mean. And if I was mean at the beginning, because I thought not a lot of people were watching, then that's fucked up. And I like cringe at that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like, I think I probably was. I probably was like, oh my God, too much plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Or she's starting to look like Michael Jackson. Like I'd say things like that. And today I'm like, oh my God, because I have this filter of she could be watching. Sure. Right? Sure. Which then I didn't because I was like, she'll never see this. And as much as it might be true, the plastic surgery might be bad mm-hmm. as fuck. But I, but that feels mean. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. a fine line because sometimes like you're like, damn it, everyone's thinking it. You want to say this thing that yes. like, you know that everyone's thinking. Sure. Yeah. You know, but it's like it just doesn't feel right. So I think it's okay though. If the filter is and especially with the Kardashians, for example, I can get a lot of kind of shit from people of like, now that they like you or have been in your show, like you won't be objective about them or you won't mm-hmm. and I'm like, first of all, put yourself in my shoes for a minute. Like, would you in my situation? Mm-hmm. Like, no. So be like a person. And also if you want to find pages that talk not nicely about them. You'll find them. Yeah. You know, like I'm not here to do that. And I also actually like them from the beginning have been like a fan. And and I try to still like be as real as I can about the show and about them and about everything without being mean. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. People don't understand that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People want meanness. You know, they're dying for meanness because that's more fun and that's more to tear them down. And I'm sure you can still find that in the world. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and um, It's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time 
right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. Getting to know these like world renowned celebrities like the Kardashians where everyone knows who they are. What have you learned from them, whether it's like how they just navigate the world, how they show up, Mm -hmm. just who they are? Because I feel like you probably know them a bit more intimately than than most people who just like interview them in passing. What have you learned and kind of taken on as like, yeah, I actually want to adopt that or do that? What I've learned in this world is that like, the bigger celeb that you are, a lot of the time means that you're <laughs> they're nicer. Yes. They don't come with a team like TikTokers yeah. with two followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. You're like, how many times have I seen, you know, different influencers of different scales show up with assistance and this and that and a team or wanting certain things or acting kind of diva And I'm like, I've met huge celebrities that don't act like that and will never shove their assistant in your face or will talk to you without being like, here's my assistant or don't have that performative. So I really believe in that way. Like if, if I ever got to a level that was even remotely close, like I would maintain that Mm -hmm. not even learning it from them, but also knowing within myself that that's the way I would be, you know, I'm like, I would never, I cringe at those words today. I'm too self-aware for that shit. I cringe at that. I would even like, if I have to say, talk to my team, I'm like, oh my God, throw up all over me. You know, like I try to say it in the way that's like the most not like, you know, even setting up this podcast, like I did it, but you know, I'm not going to like transfer it over and over. Like I can, I can do it. Like I can answer my own emails. Like, thank you. So I would maintain that. Like so many boss bitches handle their own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just keeping that that way. And I think that a lot of people think about celebrities, like the bigger you are, like crazy. No, like I met Emma Stone and I interviewed her on, I did a red carpet for Vov. The fucking cutest, yeah. most down to earth, nicest. Everyone's coming up to her. No bodyguards, no this, no that, no pose, no front end, no anything like almost too much where I'm like, you're literally like as a list as it comes. You know what I mean? And the vibe she gave was literally like, the person that everyone knows just so kind and so sweet and again just like a stamp for me of like you can meet these really huge celebrities and they're the nicest and the kindest and aren't kind of what you think in terms of how demanding they can be or roll with like a deep posse and all this shit so that's definitely something that i would stay grounded stay yeah. grounded yeah. always like you don't fucking know what can happen tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. and also the kardashians speaking about them is like they're so nice. Everyone will say it about them. Every I've person that the like worked thing. with them, like be nice to people. And I've heard again of like influencers and things being like mean. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? I do a show called Cards Catch Up for E that mm-hmm. we, me and my co-host, we recap the show. And he was talking about meeting Alex Earl. And he was like, oh, she was not like off camera. He was like, she was really nice. And I was like, as she fucking should be. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. If she was a bitch, that would be a problem. Like, anybody. But, like, I feel like when we're surprised that people that are famous are nice, yeah. it's like, 
wait, should they be mean? Yeah, and because it's like, they're fa- like I don't. Are you like a lowly peon? Where like she was nice to me. You're like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, of like course they get their she, whole she, thing. She should be nice. I was thinking with the Kardashians. I'm like, they could not have made it this far if they were mean. People yeah. would out them yeah. for being mean or cruel or not nice. I mean, like, people did though, right? Ellen, it came out that she was like, yeah, a bitch. Oh, yeah. but she. I don't know. I feel weird about that, you guys. What do you I can't feel? solidify my opinions on it. I'm not sure, but I'm like. I think that some people, I know I'm like contradicting myself, but that's kind of my mm-hmm. thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like some people can be mean. You As know? their brand? Like allowed to be mean? Not allowed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she did, right? But I don't think she should have been canceled because she was like a mean right. boss. Like I can still post Ellen clips and you guys not be like, but she's. No, it's like she was so good. Yeah, she I think did she a lot was so good. funny. Mm-hmm. She, you know what I mean? So I think that like if she was not a nice boss, mm-hmm. then like how many not nice bosses have you had in your life? Yeah. And also like just be Sucks. a boss at be that nice. level. Yeah. It's like, I mean, even on our smaller scale sometimes, like we have days where we're yeah. just like, it's hard to put on that face yeah. of being so diplomatic yeah. or being politically correct or being whatever. Yeah. Being yeah. processed and grounded and like being open. And, you know, everyone's not like that every single day. Yeah, you but... hear about so many people. It's like, I love Jimmy Fallon. And then people are like, well, he's mean and he's this yeah. and I'm like, well, well, also, it's like, well, one, well, it's like one person's me... perspective. You right. know, like they didn't give me an autograph when I was saw them in Times Square. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And then they'll do like a montage of Selena like signing all her. Yeah, autographs like oh look at the She's angel there <laughs> but it is heartbreaking when you meet someone that you're like oh I thought you like when they aren't what you thought oh, it yeah. is really a bummer like I, I can imagine for people if they think you're so amazing and warm and loving and then they just think the world of you and meet you and then it's like it's such a bummer oh my god that could yeah. be a bummer that never happened to me has it happened to you yeah. meaning like you've never met anyone that you were disappointed by right just I think like reality good. stars I think but then I'm like you're exactly your character. Totally. That makes sense. Mine's not like people, the people that I've met have been fine, but I think mine's more like the influencer space. Yeah. Yeah. Are people that you're like, oh, people yeah. think well, that don't you're you something. See, don't you see that those are my examples? My only negative yeah. fucking examples yeah. are that. And that's why I stay away. That's my theory, though, is that at the bottom, people are super humble and kind and open. And then in the middle, people are not because they want to be at the top and they want to differentiate mm-hmm. themselves from the bottom. And then when you're at the top again and you're like, Kim or you know you're so you have everything you need and you can just and then you become sweet nice and humble again wow I love Mm. that that's so true you know Mm -hmm. and just like you kind of come back to like also because you know you've made it you're like I have so much money it just feels you know really good but for what you do like how do you see it evolving do you ever see yourself like moving out of the celebrity culture space how do you see it like moving no I don't see I don't see myself moving out of it And like I said before, like I used to not kind of like saying my dreams out loud or knowing what they are was kind of scary. But I think that today I'm more kind of focused. So I think I definitely see staying in the space and my dream would be like to have my own show. Yeah, Yeah. I see that for sure. So I'm manifesting. Manifesting. I see that little emoji. I feel like that's inevitable. Yeah, don't cards. But the card show is already a show. Well, yeah, that's but like you just want to kick off like, your host. You want to would want to interview people. So yes. like, I'd want like a kind of like like my podcast, but on TV. On a yes, my dream. totally. Yeah. But it's so interesting now because there's so many people that have that that want the podcast. Really? Like on TV because TV's not as relevant. Right. So that's what's so funny is another like misconception, right? That like TV is like the end all be all. A hundred percent. And sometimes you hear just about 
cable and the numbers yep. versus like podcasts and yep. the numbers. Yep. But I love that podcasts are now now becoming so part of the mainstream media. Think about yeah. it. I went to school for like media. Yeah, I did too. Damn it, mommy. I used my <laughs> user. Mine was communications. So my wait, it was called integrated marketing mm-hmm. communications. So remember intro to mass media, right? There are like mm-hmm. five media. We would t- my boyfriend would be like, do you guys talk about movies all day? I'm like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but like podcasts weren't then. It was like radio. Yes. And I feel like now yep. you can like take off radio yep. and interchange with podcasts. And I love it now. It's like, you know, they go on a movie, which like now SAG after has r- picketing. But usually there'd be like movie promotions and the actors would go on. Mm-hmm fucking good morning america and also like a pod yeah so i love that no i love that space but i feel like visual is so fun and important it's just like a bigger scale as much as as many downloads as you can have and listeners i just feel like tv will always be kind of like where you feel like you really Mm -hmm. made it and like people are investing in you and your show and i think that format of like quicker and not as in-depth can be like fun and I feel like we're due for like a renaissance in the TV space because yeah. I like the other day I was like, damn, I miss like Ricky Lake. I miss like uh, that. Yeah. Well, now you moment. have like for daytime, you have like the Drew Barrymore and the Kelly Clarkson. Okay. But for nighttime. I'd love to right? see you. Remember we had Chelsea lately. That was fun. That was yep. a good one. Good one. We don't have that. And no. then Busy Phillips tried to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I support Lily it. Lily Singh. Right. She was on my pod and I was like, she. So they put her in the space She's of like. Cool. Of um late, late night. Of late, late night, but like on the same magnitude of like the Seth Meyers and yeah. you know, those things. And she was just like, she said on my show, like she was just set up for kind of failure yeah, in yeah. that, which is wild to get that opportunity. And it's so cool. Yeah. But she was on our show too. She works so fucking hard. I know. Dude, she's a grinder. I I'm know. Like, you work so I know. much. Like, but I would see mine like more like this. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't yeah. want the like huge, yeah. huge thing. Did you want an audience? I don't know. I'm like a live audience. You guys? We're manifesting. Oh, I, I, I know that's manifest till the end. Let's like fucking draw it out. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I know that that's where, where I see it going. I, see. I still would want to stay in the space of interviewing people and it being about celebrities and what they're doing and whatever. I really like that. I don't see myself ditching that and just doing the me thing, which we mm-hmm. talked about. Like that's really yeah. where I want to, where I want to stay. Yeah. Kind of open. Mm. Great. Just a matter of time, truly. Who's your dream guest? No. Britney Spears. Fuck yeah. How would you handle that? Well, she's coming out with a book, you guys, in October. Is she not going to do any press? She's not going to do any press, is she? I don't know. I don't know if she's well enough. I thought that the book wouldn't happen. Yeah. But now we got, like, no, it's happening. No, it's coming out. So, like, that's happening. Fucking the whole thing. Yeah, man. In these types of situations, just on that, and has this happened with other celebrities where, like, you're able to ask certain questions and they tell you you can't ask others. Yeah. Like, with someone like Brittany, who I perceive is maybe not necessarily yeah. wants to be in her best light. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Almost like you need to be coached on what to ask her. or how- Well, like, I was never coached, but you can get told, like, we're not touching this subject sure. or we are touching this subject kind of thing. But with the Kardashians, because people think that was, like, the craziest, it wasn't crazy at all. Because they talk about everything. Yeah. There was no questions that were like, no. There was like one question, but it was just like a stupid one. Right. Where right, I didn't right. care that it was where they were. I remember Kim's right hand was Tracy with like, because they're cheap brand. She's not like yeah. her assistant. She's like her chief brand officer. She was kind of like, this is not, this is like kind of silly. And I was like, okay. But it was literally like one question wow. out of like a gazillion. But like, think about it. Like they talk about everything. Mm-hmm. So there is not like, 
something like, oh, they're not talking about the scandal. But also, I told you before, I wouldn't ask her about something that would make her uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, so you're a sex tape, you know? Yeah. That's just not my vibe anyway. People yeah. have that sometimes where we'll do interviews and they'll be like, you know, I remember one, they were like, you're just something about like me, essentially the concept was like me getting soft and not pressing hard enough on things. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not Barbara Walters. Yeah. Like in a normal conversation with the person, I would never press them. Yeah. On something. Yep. And I'm not. Like, and you're not trying to make the person feel terrible. Exactly. About right. sitting with you. And uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm the just, fact that who did that with Dan Sawyer did that with Brittany. She made her cry. We're oh, mad at her. We're mad at herself. For, for the cheating on Justin. Yeah. I remember Dude, that. that was insane. That was insane. She was a child. I would never want to put anybody in that situation. That's it, not the vibe. Exactly. You I'm know? like, it's a Would podcast. you want to be interviewed somewhere where someone's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, no. I'm like. I would never do that. Dude. But I feel like I am dying to see what happens in October. If Me she too. goes on a press tour. Well, she would actually have to start the press tour in September. Soon, I would think. There's not going to be a press tour, is there? Dude. I don't well, know. She came like, out with all these songs and didn't do any press. Podcasts are just a little too hard to navigate. Like, unless there's a podcast in our space that I feel like gets questions from the PR and reads them off a sheet. So I wonder if that's something she would do. You yeah. mean? The yeah. thing is, she does have a regular, like, people, a lot of times she's in videos with this guy, Cade Hudson, I think. And he was an agent at CAA. I don't know if he left, but he's her, like, manager. Cool. So she has, like, a regular manager yeah. you know what i mean like right so when she does she's not in the conservatorship anymore so technically she's free she technically you should DM but that's her. why i don't talk about britney as much anymore i remember like every video she used to post i used to like post it and talk about it and now i'm like i can't you don't want to judge her yeah you don't want to be like what's she wearing what's she doing or what's she thinking it's like she's twirling away and yeah. we could just hope that she's okay and that's all i think of every video i was like damn i hope she's okay See, i hope I that she'll know. be okay if she is okay there's nothing to say. People are like, do you see this? Last? It's like, what is there to say about these videos? Yeah. There's nothing it's to so say. It's so hard to know what's true, too. Yeah. With, like, things coming out. It's just like. And these conspiracies. Yeah. And yeah. She's not real. And Sam's this. And yeah. this is that. And so with Brittany, I'm, I'm just waiting for the truth to come out. She that would be, be that's a, a good one. Juicy juice. Yeah. Juicy juice. Yeah. And you as a mom, like, last question. Like, how do you balance that? Because motherhood being in a relationship that's super healthy your friends your life and your business what are your boundaries with motherhood stuff like do you have boundaries around what you share and what you don't share not consciously but somebody told me because I always make fun of me being like not mysterious and then someone said to me and I was like damn they're like you don't share about your relationship and I was like that's true and somebody was telling me they follow other people that like really share to the extent of fights and things and I'm like damn, I don't share about my husband, really. I'll be like, the hoes, this, or whatever. But I don't really share about it. So I'm like, I'm hysterious. So I don't think that's a boundary. It's just, like, not what anybody... Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel relevant. And yeah. I feel like that feels personal on, like, another level. But with Noah, it's like, I cannot share. He's such a... You know what I mean? And I remember when I was pregnant, and I talk about this a lot, like, first of all, I was scared to get pregnant because I hadn't really done what I wanted to do yet mm -hmm. and I talk about that a lot of like baby doesn't have to stop your shit so when I did go for it and got pregnant and had Noah I also in my pregnancy was like this isn't gonna change anything it's gonna change everything but it's not gonna change what I want to do and where I want to go I'm still gonna be like watching my shows talking about celebrities 
And I remember making the joke of like, I'm going to be with my kid on my tit and like my phone here. And that's actually what happened. So I would be breastfeeding, talking about Hilary Baldwin scandals that happened. You know, they, they were <laughs> the next a lot. Kid. Of, like when Noah was born, <laughs> yeah. there was like Hilaria, Army. There was like huge oh wow. things. Yeah. Tea. Yeah, there was a huge thing. Did you so, see the documentary? I didn't. My sister told me to watch it. You should. Yeah. Good. You should cover it. Somebody it's, just showed me that they saw him at the airport. And I was like, he's it's hot. so dark. So he's hot. so hot. So he's hot. Like he, they showed me like they saw him at the airport. And I was like, he's so good looking. Like he's so hot, but I was never attracted. It was always very weird because that's my number one. Like that's my because type. of the way he talks. Maybe. Yeah. Just something about him. I was like, there. I always felt like there's a weird, like thing. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. I should be attracted to you, but I'm not. Yeah. Type no, I thing. feel that. I feel that. So with Noah, it's like he was there from the beginning. His head was in the shot. So it's like with Noah, I share a lot. Yeah. I share a lot. I feel like my followers are kind of like saw him grow up. It's like kind of really yeah. special. So I can never like emoji. Emoji, emoji his face. Imagine like emoji his face all of a yes. sudden. <laughs> but there are people that do that. I've seen people like emoji and then on emoji or on emoji and then emoji. Uh -huh. Or like influencers with five followers emojiing. <laughs> They'll blur. Oh, yeah. I know this girl like a regular girl mm -hmm. blurring away and i'm like that's fine i'm not saying that you have to be famous or famous adjacent or a little bit to not want to show your kid but then don't show your kid yeah there's a way mm, yes where there's a will there's a way mm. you can just not show them it's even worse it's their body their body <laughs> their back yeah i'm like that's a little showing some back muscles yeah. what are we doing here but you don't have to be like here's me and my baby and then like eggplant emoji that would be weird <laughs> But like smiley yeah. face emoji, the face when you're taking the picture with the kid. Yeah. Then don't post that picture. Yeah. Just it's also you. so ugly for the grid. Exactly. Yeah, so just post ugly. You. And I'm the least pretty grid <laughs> girl. But that an emoji on the grid. So I could never. But there aren't set boundaries uh, for me. I think that it's like an organic it's nice. feel. Feel what's good. Sometimes my husband is my PR. He'll be like, delete that. Whoa. Too much. Yeah. He gets in my shit all the time. He's like very, was that really necessary? You know, oh. sometimes or like, <laughs> like I need this. Yeah. I might well, need this. Or he makes me think twice. I'm like, damn it. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe yeah. this will get me in trouble. Dude. What would people be surprised to know about you? Last question from me. I think, you know what I think about a lot? They wouldn't be surprised, but I think like I kind of lead a double life because my husband is Israeli. I'm like half Israeli. Yeah. I speak it fluently. Wow. So like I live this life to my followers, but like, speak Hebrew at home we watch like Big Brother and like the Israeli Big Brother at night so it feels like a double life sometimes because there's this whole other part they they just can't be involved in because they don't speak the language they don't know but it's like a huge part of who I am wow. like the Israeli side of me you know Beautiful. what I mean yeah can you say something in Hebrew yeah what do you want me to say I love doing this podcast yes. yeah Wow, oh, it's beautiful I know it sounds cooler in Hebrew. I know it's so way less in Hebrew. Dude, wow. that's hot. That's hot. Yeah, that's clip it. Yeah, you should do your <laughs> podcast in Hebrew. See what that. I know. This has been so much yeah. fun. Thank you so, for thank you. Me. You Thanks. girls are great. Thank you we for love having me. Having you, and we're just so grateful. Not skinny, but not fat, y'all. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much to Amanda Hirsch for joining us on Almost Thirty Podcast. You can find her at Not Skinny But Not Fat. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We have new episodes 
at least one every single week. We have not missed a week in seven years. That's a brag. So we appreciate your listenership. We know there's a lot of choices out there. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Almost 30 Podcast. We have some really fun and funny and just great content on there. We think you'll love. And then go to almost30.com. You can learn more about what we got going on here as far as community and connection and just deepening your personal growth. We love you guys. See you soon. Bye.